are listening to the Classic Sermons Podcast from PreachTheBible.org, a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. You will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival sermons from great preachers of the past. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Every night I've been announcing what I've been speaking on. Last evening I said, if you'll come, I'm going to speak on they said it couldn't be done. You'll always have people that don't have faith. You'll always have defeatists. You'll always have doubters. Why, listen, people have always doubted what God can do. You start doing something God, somebody tell them, take me be done. But if you listen to that crowd, really, you never would do anything for God. Do you know that? So I want you to turn tonight to Numbers chapter 13. Real quickly, we're going to read the scripture. Numbers chapter 13. I want you to stand with me, if you will, all of the house, everyone standing. I'm going to read the word of God and bring you the message tonight. There are two famous men I'm going to read about tonight. One was named Tim, the other named Joshua. I like him like that. But there were ten fellows, the Bible won't tell you their names, and I'm glad he didn't, because I wouldn't want to read their names. They never did believe nothing. They came back, I think it's folded, and said, bless God, we can't do nothing, it can't be done. But I'm glad God said to Abraham, I want to give you a land. Now listen to what he said. And I'm going to bless the nations and bless you and curse the nations and curse, curse you. And then years later, God said to Moses, I'm going to take you out of this land and put you in a land of milk and honey. Well, I like that. And he said, I will go with thee and I'll bless thee in the land. Now we come to the place where they're ready to cross over into the land. They're in Kadesh Barnea. I'll let me tell you where that is, and then I'm going to read, and I'm going to get rid of the message. That's the gateway to the promised land. As it's supposed to, some people ever get the victory, bless God, in this life. They get to the gate, and because they have to give up too many sins, they turn back, say amen right there. Because the price is too high to go on with God. But you'll never be blessed till you get on in the things. You'll never be blessed till you say, Lord, I'm here I am, all lock, stock, and barrel. Hey, Amen, Lord, let me be consecrated holy to thee. You're going to get some words. You know that? They came to Kadesh Barnea. Now, notice what happened. Because of time, we'll begin reading verse 30. And Caleb stilled the, uh, stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it. For, for we are well able to overcome it. I want you to underscore that because that's Canaan land talk. We are well able to overcome it. And brother, that's what everybody always say. With God's help, we can do anything. Caleb said we can take it. We can go into the land. But this is the next verse now. But the men that went up with him said, we be not able. I want you to score those four words either now or when you get home. We be not able. In other words, they said it can't be done. Said, bless God, we can't do it. No use talking about it. We be not able, that's what the Bible said, to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report out of the land which they had searched under the children of Israel, saying, The land uh, through which we have gone to search it is a land uh, that eateth up the inhabitants thereof. And all the people that we saw in it are men of great statue. I notice, and there we saw giants, the sons of Anak, which cometh of giants. I notice, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. 
Now, when you get with that ten bunch that said it can't be done, you'll think, well, bless God, we're like a bunch of little grasshoppers. But let me tell you something. You'll be the tallest giant in the land for God. When you get over that crowd and say, we be well here. We're more than conquerors through him that loves us. Jesus said, all things are possible to those that believe. Now that's kind of language you need. Now that's what the Bible said. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so were we in their sight. Not only did they look like grasshoppers in their own sight. They, uh, the sons of Amen, the giant said, Boy, you little grasshoppers. I'll stomp you into the ground. They look like grasshoppers to the rest of them. Now in a moment, I'm going to take these words we we be not able. Negatively. And I'm going to speak all they said it can't be done. And I believe if you'll pray tonight, God will speak to your heart. Would you be seated all the house? Real quickly, bow your head for just a word of prayer. Father, I want to thank you tonight for every blessing. Thank you for what you're doing for us in this meeting. I'm glad, Lord, many years ago, I found out that all things are possible to those that believe. Lord, God is yet to be seen. What you want to do for your church, what you want to do for the man of God, what you want to do for the little family that's represented here tonight. I'm glad, Lord, when I recognize great is thy faithfulness and great is thy power Lord is yet to be seen and I pray that we'll be as those who came in Joshua and I pray Father tonight you'll speak to every heart and all you do we'll praise you because we ask it in Jesus name Amen and Amen Beloved I want to speak to you tonight on this subject and we can't do it or they say it can't be done now if the devil ever gets you to that position as a Christian if the devil ever gets you to that place you won't do anything but if you'll be like old Caleb our Joshua who said we be well able and you know what this man Caleb said when he was 80 years old they said you ought to be on retirement and you know what he said he said just as sure as there's a God in heaven he said give me the biggest mountain and I'll kill the 80 year old man and kill every giant and take the land now brother that's what we need men that'll say give me that mountain and brother we can possess it thank God we can claim it for Jesus but there were ten that came back and they brought an evil report notice the Bible calls it evil when a man doesn't believe God he says evil and when they came back with that evil report they said you might as well give up the devil stopped the thing locked stuck in barrel and I hear that every week said boy you can't have the Bible but I'm having a pretty good time this week they're saying you can't see so insane but we've seen them say it every night thank God I've heard people say hey mates the church is going down not sold. Brother, we're going up just as sure as there's a God in heaven. God's people are going to leave this world and we're going to leave in victory, not in shame and disgrace, brother. I want you to know we're going to go sailing through the air as a victorious church, an overcoming church. And what a blessing but here came fellows and they said it can't be done. And the Bible said they turned back. The crowd listened to the wrong language and the Bible said Israel turned back and fought 
40 years. They wondered in that wilderness. Did you go for 40 years? They didn't do a thing for God. Isn't that a shame to see a people that God had called and a people that God had blessed and for 40 years they didn't do anything. Oh, Caleb and Joshua was different. They said we be well evil. Now I'm not going to take the positive turn. I'm going to take the negative side. They said it couldn't be done. I want to give you five things that man said could not be done. And I want you to jot it down if you will. The first is an old man they said can't be born again. Now ruler of the Jews said that. He said how can a man when he's old be born again. I want to tell you, he looked at the physical and his name was Nicodemus. He said, it can't be done. When I got saved down in North Carolina State University, they didn't know what had happened. Thank God I knew what had happened. I was born the second time. I remember what Jesus had said. He said in John 3, ye must be born again. And it's blessed to know that you're born again, that you're saved. We got a lot of people in church and they've been confirmed and they've signed a catechism or they learned a little poem and I came down the Roman road and shook the preacher's hand and they're going to hell just as straight as the heart goes this morning. I want you to know you're looking at a fellow that's been born twice. I'm glad 63 years ago I was born of the flesh. But thank God 40 something years ago, 46 years ago, I was born of the Holy Ghost. The first time I was born from alone. The second time I was born from above. The first time I was born to get ready to live. The second time I started to live. And I'll live forever because of the new birth. But Nicodemus said, I know the law. Nicodemus said, hey, you're a teacher comes from God. Now that wasn't so. Jesus Christ was not a teacher come from God. I'll tell you who he was. He was God come to teach. And he looked at Nicodemus and he said, Mr. You're old, but if you see the kingdom of God, you must be born again. And let me say, if you see the kingdom of God, I don't care who you are, where you come from, if you see the kingdom of God, you must be born again. Now, Jimmy Carter started something, made the new birth popular. And Jimmy Carter told on his brother, yes, Billy said, when Jimmy Carter got saved, what was the difference? said, well, he used to drink his beer out of a can. Now, since he's born again, he drinks it out of a champagne glass. Say amen right there. I say, preacher, I want to tell you something. Get born again. You'll throw the can and the glass away. You'll act right. And you'll live right because of the new birth. The Bible says the divine change. I like that. Swiss baby. God, I didn't change things. The Holy Ghost and the incorruptible seed have birthed in my soul. And I had a divine birth. What a blessing that is. It changed me completely. It gave me a new walk. It gave me a new life. And all things became new. Because if any man did Christ Jesus, or if any man born again, all things pass on. 
And behold, all the things that come to you. Brother, that's the new wife. But here's an old man. Uh, an old man. Brother Bobby and I went to see an old man the other day. Last summer, we went in his room. Carlton, you with us. He's 115 years old. We walked in that room in Lynchburg at the hospital. And each of us spoke to Brother Aker. And boy, he was sad. But the other night, a few weeks ago, you know what happened to Brother Aker, 115 years old? He sent his wife one more song. He said, This ain't no singing convention. One more song. And help me in the pulpit because I've got a message. Now, he was 115 years old and still had the preacher's ears. Now, I saw Abraham. He couldn't wait. And he sent his wife. One more song. Help in the pulpit. I've got a message. You know why? Because that he told me once when I was up there with Brother Bobby. He said I was saved. As a young man, I was born again. He said I lived for Jesus. I preached the word of God. His wife said the other night, he said, about 97 years, he carried the life. Glory to God. Can you imagine preaching? You say, why? Because of the young man over there in Virginia, brother, he had an experience all that he's learned and got saved. And before he went home the other night, he said to his wife, One more song. His wife said she turned away and said, Brother Campbell, the preacher, laid his hand on Brother Aker's brow and then said, Honey, he just went to sleep. Isn't that just a good way to die? Brother? Just say, I'm going to do some more preaching and then go to sleep. Like, what a blessing that is! But you say, preacher, they say it couldn't be done. An old man said it can't be done that a man can be born But I'm glad I've been born a second time. Number two, they said it couldn't be done that a wild man could be changed or tamed. They said that man that lives up right in the tombs, he bites himself and he cuts himself and he's full of demons, evil spirits, and he sleeps in a graveyard. And they said ain't nothing new for him. Say strong men bind him and change him holding and said ain't nothing you can do for him. I've got news for him. When they say it could be done, the psychiatrist could do anything for him. The doctors of his day couldn't do anything for him. But there was one out on the little sea in a boat. Praise God. And what night upon the sea, there came the master of that sea. And he crossed that sea of Galilee. He looked up in a cemetery. There was a man wild. There was a man out of control. And he came running down and he met the Savior. Oh, let me tell you something. Jesus cast the evil spirits out of him. And the Bible said the spirits went in the swine. And the man went home, put on some clothes, and came and sat at the feet of Jesus. The Bible said many believed. Oh, let me tell you something. Nobody that passed that cemetery, no one believed that that wild man would ever be tamed. I'll tell you what happened. He met the one that contained anybody. I don't care how wild it is. And sinful and wretched a man is. Brother Old Saul was a wild man. And 
papers in his pocket. And he said, I'm going down and put the church out of business. But about noon, a light shined out of eternity and a voice from heaven. And he was heaven to the ground. And brother, God saved that blasphemer. And God gave him a missionary job to do. There's a preacher that said it can't be done, but it can be done. Once years ago, some of you heard me, Brother Willard, I'm sure you heard me. I had a friend. I had a friend. Did you hear me? I'm the same as I've always been. Yeah. I'm the same as I was when I was you 30 years ago. But I had a friend. I let him down. He had an old mama with no kids. She's one of these society ladies. She talked like she had a bunion on her tongue. Neck dead to me right there. Same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, brother. She was in the education department over in Henderson County. And she had a boy in the old days. And old Dale would stand on the street and preach and tell him Jesus is coming. And she went down and saw the officers and said, we're going to take him back. Take him over to, uh, over to the priest's house. I'm going to commit him. He said, he thinks the Lord's coming. And they took my friend and put him on beyond there. In the playhouse. And I didn't go to see him for two years. All of them said to myself. Listen, if you was ever my friend, you're still my friend. I may not agree with what you've done, but I'm going to tell you, if I was ever your friend, I'll stick with you. I've had a lot of people that said, they time you're friend, but when the battle got brother, you better find that crowd. And listen to me, independent parents are the worst in the world. And don't come up here and tell me I'm not an independent Baptist. I was an independent Baptist before most of you was born. Say amen right there. I'm almost happy, bless God, that the independent Baptists don't, they ostracize you and maybe tell you something. Uh, they'll do you more dirt if they don't. And if you don't jump up down their little half bush of basket, run around their little race track, bless God, and listen to me, they'll pass communication. They won't know but I've had a few that down through the years that said, Mays was with you when you started. Praise God, we're still with you. Yeah. I love that kind of a person's name. So, woo! I love that kind of person. Now, yeah. I want to tell you something. And boy, I went in, I went in Saturday. I knew they didn't let you in over there. Morgan on Saturday. I went on Saturday morning. I went to the superintendent's office in his clothes. I went into the Another office, a lady like she said, can I help you this big old visit? I said, lady, I'm a preacher. I said, a good friend of mine said, dear mother put him in your ear a bit more crazy than that. And I want to see it. And she said, who? And I said, brother Odell, I called his last name. Oh, she said, I wish you could see him. You'll never believe. Uh, he said, by the way, here's an intern. I'm going to give you the ticket. You know what an intern is. Well, anyway, and she, he came over and she said, Would you take Brother Mays down to sell at uh, where there's 81 men? I mean, they fucked it to mouth and they put Odell in there a year and three months before. Listen, they gave up shop treatments. And as we was walking down to one building, another building, and a third building, I never want to give up that internship. He said, Mr. Jackson, we give them shop treatments, we give them serum and iron. But said, Odell's done more with that sale block than any man, any doctor, any medicine ever <laughs> Said, you won't believe it. Said, you think when we get that man open that door where there's 81 men in that big sale block, 81! 
He said, you won't believe the ears. You think you're an old-time revival. And boy, when they opened that door, and I mean, you had one old fellow's over there singing, what a friend we have in Jesus. Oh, others over there reading his Bible. I saw his quietest death. I saw the old devil over in the corner. I went over and started apologizing. He said, don't apologize, Brother Mays. This is my mission field. Oh, he said, when I first came in here, they jumped on me, they beat me, but I just kept telling them about Jesus and said, I want to tell you something. I'm having the best time in the world. And we went around in there, and he said, Meet Mr. So and so. And that old man with bleary eyes said, I'll tell you, I know the Lord. I know the Lord. Brother, one was singing in the other corner, and when I got through, and the intern took me out of that cell, I said, I'll tell you one. They say, Why? Siloam, and reached down in the healing waters of Siloam, where faith 
You'll come back seeing. And that old boy started down the road, and I see him meet some big high rap church member. <laughs> some sister, you know, lollygog. And she took her hand and out and said, I'm going to wipe your mud out. He said, Sister, that ain't what Jesus said to do. He said, For you to leave people to pull yourself and pray. She said, Well, you blind. I've seen you since you're a boy, and you can never see. But he laid down when he came to the pool of Siloam. He reached down and took the waters of faith and wiped away the mud. And he said, I see. And did you see him as he clapped his hand? Did you hear him as he shouted? And he said, for the first time, I'm able to see. Now, don't you know he had a time? He went home and he said, Mama, I can see you now. Mama, Daddy, I can see you now. They couldn't hardly believe it. The Jews came up there and said, well, there's a division among us. Half of them say it could be. Half of them say it could be. And then he went on a little further. And the Bible said, and they said, we believe not. But two of those old religious doctors picked on the door of the blind man and said, when the mother came, is that man a sinner that put that foot in your boy's eyes? She said, mister, I don't know. He said, are you sure that that's the boy that you brought in this world? When you brought him in this world, he couldn't see. Are you sure that that's the boy that you brought in this world? She said, Mister, I'm sure of that, but I can't answer. Let him answer for himself. And boy, that boy came in there bright-eyed, looked at a bunch of, of, of faithless people in the face, and he said, there's one thing I know. I, bless God, I can't tell you the theology. I can't tell you all the truth. I can't tell you about the mud. I can't tell you about the water. But I can tell you one thing. Whereas I was blind. Yeah, and I can see. And the bodies and many of the Jews believed. They said it can't be done. That a blind man can see. They said it can't be done. That a wild man can be saved. They said it can't be done. That an old man can start over and be born again. Number four. He said it can't be done that a young man can give his lunch to Jesus and feed 5,000 hungry miles and he can be little as much if God is here. And brother, when you've got the Lord and the land and the lunch, you can do anything. The Bible said the sun is going, I didn't see this for a long time, the sun is going down. And Jesus looked up there in John 6 and started preaching to that crowd. He said, you fathers, uh, your God, and you ate manna your fathers did from heaven. But he said, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. Your fathers died. But Jesus said, if you eat of this bread that I shook you be, you shall never, never die. And boy, that's God. And they said, can't be done. They're Oh, Philip stepped up there, you know, and Philip said that. And Jesus, what are you looking at me for? Jesus said, which can we buy bread for this crowd? Like they're hungry. The sons, well, they had no breakfast. They haven't had any lunch. And now they haven't had supper. They need something to eat. 
I want you to see something. He ministered their spiritually before he did their physical. Let's God be people on earth who say, we need to run here and do all these benevolent things. We need to get men to God first of all. That's the job of the church. And brother, that's the gospel of the Lord Jesus. Watch this. I want to show you something. Philip said that we had 200 pity worth. He said, what would that be among all these types of things? One man could grab up 200. Why? I just swallowed that. About that time, old Andrew could be still. He said, Lord, can I get a word in? And Jesus said, Well, you want Andrew. He said, There's a little boy here. He had enough faith when he left home to bring his lunch. Glory. <laughs> and he's got five barley loaves and two fishes. And he said, But what are they among so many? And Jesus said, That's you let me worry about that. You sit them down out there. And I'm going to see that they eat. And they sat those men down. And, and they sat down. Jesus took the five barnacles. He blessed them. He broke them. And thank God he fed 5,000 hungry men. And when he got through, he had 12 fasted fools left. And I want you to know, he said, those the 12 unbelieving Baptist preachers down the road. That praise God. And he said, take them. I don't like liberals. That's what's come forth. Maybe I said the second thing I told you a dead man can do, he can hear the voice of God, he can feel the touch of God. Did you know if Jesus ever touches a dead man, he'll get up from that. He touched that little boy at the city of Matthew. He jumped out of the casket and went home and mom would say, Amen. Oh, he can feel the touch of God. And what a blessing that is. Listen to me. The Bible says, and Lazarus, who had been dead for four days and four nights, came up. He got I have four printers. I don't know why I've got so many. I have three now. I had a man that finished Georgia Tech. His name was Boots. God and I loved him. I don't know why, but we loved him. He loved us. Well, he didn't believe a thing, I believe. And he loved me. He's one of the best printers I ever had. I sat down a week before he died. And I said, Boots, you don't believe there's a resurrection, do you? I said, Boots, I'm going to tell you, I don't care what they told you, George, you say. I said, the dead shall hear his voice. And Boots said, I got home. I said, well, you've been so long. I said, I sat down in Boots' office and talked to him and started out about Jesus. She said, he did say, I said, he didn't have a bit of faith. I was gone a week. I called home and God said, Boots, died. I said, what? I, I, she said, Boots died. And they called me, won't you come in tomorrow? I said, I can't come in the day after tomorrow. I can't do it. I got a represent. And she said, okay, I'll tell them that I will go up there and represent the broadcast because he's one of our members. My wife called his son and said to him, said, I'll come represent the broadcast because Boots was so nice to us. And when she got up there the next day, there's just about 10 or 12 people. And the undertaker said, all right, Miss Jackson, you've got the service. And Doc said, not me, I'm no preacher. <laughs> and uh, he said, well, the boy said that you're going to represent the broadcast and Boots love you and Brother Mays. Doc said, well, I ain't no preacher, but I'll get my Bible and do the best I can. She went out in the car and got her Bible and came back and read some scriptures. 
And she said they had a little square school about like that. And a little box of ashes. And she said, I don't know whether books believed in the resurrection or not. But those ashes are coming out of that one that did. Even the first of the second resurrection. Listen to me, mister. I don't care you can burn your body or have it burned, you can fall in the deepest ocean. Now I want to tell you there's coming a resurrection. And the righteous in the first resurrection and the wicked in the second resurrection. And this turn, the dead are going to live again. Every one of them's going to live again. Either in hell or heaven, now you can put it down. They're going to live again. Let me give this, my folks. I had a friend down in Columbia, I was there two weeks ago in the big county, out at the old tabernacle. Last time I was there, last time I was there was 20 years ago. My father-in-law came and could, his, one of his lungs had been taken out. His other lung was full of cancer. And he said, out against the car, and he said, I can't say that. I'm going to stand up and hear you preach, man. He said, and my father-in-law, Louis Whitstone, stood outside every night and heard me preach. The last rally service on Sunday afternoon at the big tabernacle in Columbia, South Carolina. I walked out and he said, I got the voice a couple of watermelons. And he said, man, I'm not going to ask you to come when I get back in the hospital. But he said, I'm going to ask you to do something for me. When I die, will you fly in and preach to people? He said, you let me to Jesus. I want you to preach to people. And when he slipped away a few months later, I went over to Columbia, South Carolina. I preached his funeral. When I got through, I took my wife down to the castle. She rubbed his hands and said, they work for me. She kissed his hands and said, they do the day. I said, Louis, I remember on Jet, July the 5th, 1945, I was preaching in a big tent, Louis. You came down the aisle as a lost Methodist. You know what I'm saying? I leaned over and said, Louis, I'll reach you in the morning. I'll see you in the rapture of Lord. Well, you said, preach! They said he can't be done that a dead man can live again. But Lazarus did. And you are. I'm glad that the spiritual aspect is says it can be done. Thank you for listening to the Classic Sermons podcast from PreachTheBible.org, a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. To listen to many more powerful sermons, visit our website, PreachTheBible.org. If you enjoy Christian music and programming, visit knvbc.com for Christian music you can trust.